Blog Talk Radio. That's an Ecuadorian musician singing Celesta. This is one of my favorite tracks. Some of you may not know, I listen to Native American music. Native American music is more relaxing. It's more in tune with nature. I think some of us try to get away from our normal setting, our culture, our tradition, our values. But when you listen to Native American music, it's more in touch with nature. It's more in touch with reality. And I think it's more spiritual. 
there is a song called The Last Mohegan. They have just different types of music. I think Leo Rogers is one of those young, upcoming, great Ecuadorian musicians. He sang, they actually won the German version of America's Got Talent season five. He's well-traveled. He was actually doing a concert recently in China. His full name is Yohan Leonardo Santilla Rogers, popularly known as Leo Rogers, abbreviation for Leonardo. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the News Radio Show. We are just 12 days away from 2021. Can you believe it? We are just knocking on the door of 2021. 2020 has been amazing. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. There's just so much. At least the good thing with 2020 is that it has enabled those people who would have been out there traveling away from family to be home with the family, staying indoors, watching TV, eating popcorn and all that good stuff. But at least we know most people don't sit home and eat popcorn. But the good thing with 2020 is at least it has helped people to bond. But with that bonding, sometimes people bond in a negative tone and then there's been a spike, unfortunately, in some domestic violence in some settings, which goes to tell you something. But we're not going to get into that. But at least we are happy for 2020 and in 12 days time, it's going to be 2021. Now, most of us, when we start out the year, we have a New Year's resolution. We plan out something. I'm going to do this. I'm going to wake out. I'm going to save money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But in most cases, you find that most people within a week, two, three weeks, a New Year's resolution, I think of the past. So as we stride majestically into 2021, it's very, very important for us to plan because they say people don't plan to fail, but people fail to plan. It's always important to plan. So I encourage you all to plan for 2021. Of course, we may say 2020 has been, mm, has has pretty much put everything on a standstill. But with putting everything on a standstill, 2020 has enabled, allowed, given the opportunity for people just to think, to think outside the box. What can we do? We've seen people uh, having concerts. We've seen people performing in their bedrooms. We've seen people performing for in the front of their living room, in the back, in the balcony and things like that. So 2020 has, to me, I would say, given people an opportunity to be creative, to step out of the ordinary norms and just do something different. So we should be thankful just to be alive. That's the most important thing. Up, standing, sitting, talking, eating, just doing everything. There are people out there who are not able to do that. People, some people have not lived to see the sunset, to see this day. So in the words of the good book, count your blessings. Count your blessings. Again, welcome, welcome to Zanus Radio Show. Zanus Radio Show has been on the air since February 
2020. So that's one of the pegs for 2020. Zanus Radio Show has been blasting the airwaves every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. We took a short break in in May for about uh, four weeks, and then we got back on the air. So we've been on the air since February 2020, so we are very happy, going strong. But I want to announce that going forward, this is my second to the last show to appear on Zanus Radio Show. As you may know, or some of you don't know, Zanus Radio Show was put together by the leadership. It's sort of a wing of the Zambian associations in the United States. So the premise for this show was to highlight, talk about the issues, challenges that face the Zambian community, especially in the United States, and try to figure out solutions that the leadership can come up with and sort of implement in their respective uh, associations. So that was the premise for the Zanus Radio Show to feature association leaders and team members just to come on the show, talk about the unique opportunities or challenges that they're facing in their respective communities, and then at the same time, try to figure out what are the answers what are the solutions to addressing or overcoming the uh, identified challenges? So this is my second to the last show. As we head into 2021, I'll be stepping aside because we have changed the leadership on the top. I have been the association president for Indiana chapter and also for the Zambian Association Network. So it's time for the new leader, uh, Mr. Fred Kazembe, to take over. And he has great plans in store for this radio show. So I encourage you all to continue listening to the show. It will air. I think there might be some adjustments on the time or the duration of the show, but we'll let the new leadership speak to that. But for the purpose of this afternoon show, We'll just be talking in general terms, what makes up an ideal Zambian community? What is a Zambian community? Is there such a thing as a Zambian community? How does it look like? So we'll be discussing, sharing ideas with the listeners. I encourage people who have something to say to press one on their keypad on your phone, there is what is called a dial pad. At some point later in the show, you can press one and then I'll get a note that you want to say something. So that's how I'll be able to communicate in real time with those who are based in the United States who are able to dial our, uh, our phone line, which is 319 6219. Again, it's 319-527-6219. So later on in the broadcast, we'll open up the lines and just give an opportunity to people to sort of pitch in and share their thoughts on what an ideal Zambian community looks like if there is such a thing. So at this time, we'll just go ahead and play a little song by... Uh, Real Rogers. I, I like this guy. This is again 
one of my favorite Native American artists. He's an Ecuadorian based, I think right now he's based in Spain. So listen to this classic. I know most of the Zambian community have never had an opportunity to listen to Native American music, but trust me, I, in my humble opinion, I think it's more spiritual, it's more in touch with nature. And without much time, let's see if we can get back this song. Otherwise, it's a beautiful, beautiful afternoon in Indiana. We were expecting some snow, but fortunate enough, it's nice and sunny. Usually around this time of the year, it will be cold, snow, people feeling uh, just the, 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 mold, the mold for most people usually is dented by the weather. So we'll speak a little bit about that. But without further ado, let's, let's listen to this classic track by Leo Rogers. Beautiful, beautiful track again by Leo Rogers, Leo Rogers classic Native American music. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk a little bit about culture because I think before we can talk about what an ideal Zambian community looks like, we have to talk about what type of culture does that entail for us to have an ideal 
Zambian community. Of course, when you get a lot of people, put them in one room, ask do they feel or think an ideal Zambian community looks like. In most cases, most people, you have different variations of uh, opinions. So in this episode this afternoon, this evening, uh, for the folks listening in Zambia, it's 21.16 p.m. or 9.16 p.m. Up here on the East Coast in Indiana, it's exactly 2.16 p.m. in the afternoon. So an ideal community is a community that is flooded with the right people, working as one, always ready to render a helping hand to the others. So what we've seen, I think, across the United States is that there are some issues, there are some challenges that Zambians abroad face. And when you ask individually, most people will tell you Zambians community abroad or Zambians in the United States or Zambians out there, they talk too much. Or Zambians, they don't want to help others. Zambians, they this, they that. Now the question becomes, what is the issue? What's the issue at heart here? How do we identify what is preventing us as a community, us as Zambians, us as a people together, what is at the core of this? So you find that at the core of the challenges that we face as a people is that we have forgotten at least who we are. That's one of the challenges. We have forgotten who we are, and then at the same time, we tend to write off other people's culture, not looking to our own. So that's one of the challenges. So we'll try to break it down as much as possible. What we feel are some of the challenges that prevent Zambians from working as one because it's just so, so, so different types. Zambia has different tribes, different uh, traditions, traditional ceremony. When you look to people from the East, they have the Ntuala ceremony, the Kuramba Kubaro, and you have people in the southern province. They have their own way of celebrating. They have, if you look to the northern part, they have the Chichinukurus, the Matakazembes, and everybody else. You find that each sect, each couch, has a way of doing things. They look to things, or a pattern of behavior is influenced especially by where they come from. So when you look at the Zambians in abroad, you have different people coming from different parts of the country, uh, northern province, eastern province, central province, western province, southern province, bring all these people into one location. They are coming with different attitudes, behaviors, influences from their respective environments. Because, for instance, when you look at people coming from the eastern province, people from the eastern province, they speak a certain dialect, a different language. And you look at people from northern province, and you look at people from the southern province, Murikaboto and the Angshas of Western province. So people are influenced by their respective environment without knowing it. When you live in the United States, subconsciously you are influenced and affected by the environment. Now, when you bring these people 
who grew up knowing a different set of practice of values of how they uh, uh, conduct themselves, put them in one environment, you find that sometimes it's understandable that some people may not get along. So that's one of the issues that people have that affects them from working as one. One is the culture. One is the major one is the environment. So when we say culture, what does it mean when we say a culture? A culture, it is through being a critical of our culture that we as Zambians, as people, can advance. We have to look at ourselves, look ourselves in the mirror, and try to figure out what is it that prevents some people from being a member of an association. Again, there are some core factors. People come from different parts of the country. People behave, people act, people conduct themselves differently, primarily because of their environment. We'll get into that a little bit. We're sort of trying to set the stage so that at least when we try to explain a little bit further, everything will make sense. So I've talked about culture. I've talked about the environment. These are primarily the two factors that influence uh, contributes to people acting and behaving in a particular sort of manner. So a culture is simply a set of values to meet the needs and to solve the problems confronting a people. A culture is something that evolves over time, but a culture in simple terms is the way people organize themselves to address the challenges that they face at a particular time. So one of the things that I think we've had in, uh, with uh, as black people is the fact that we tend to fail to see that culture is dynamic. We want to hold on to something even when we know it's going to kill us, even when we know it doesn't help us. It's because it has been passed on by our forefathers, our ancestors. So we feel we have no say but to simply practice, to simply go along. Culture creates designs for living and provides a guide for living. It provides a set of standards of what is expected to exist and why it has to exist. Let, let me break it down a little bit. Let me say that again. Culture creates designs for living and provides a guide for living. It provides a set of standards of what is expected to exist and why it has to exist. Let me try to zoom in a little bit further here. Let's take, for instance, people who belong to the uh, let's say the Seventh Adventist sect or group or church. If you belong to a Seventh Adventist group or church, there are certain standards that the church has introduced or said that people who belong to us, they have to dress a certain way. They have to, like for the women, I think, I don't know about the Seventh Day Adventist church here in the United States, but the Seventh Day Adventist Church, I think they have those Dorcas women 
they dress up, I think it's in white and blue. Uh, I could be wrong on the on the dress code. But they have a particular dress code that they subscribe to. When you go to the UCZ, United uh, Church of Christ, they dress, I think it's white and red. I don't know whether that's maroon, but anyway, it should be white and red. So the question becomes, why, why, why are they different? It's because each culture in this, in this instance is the church or the Seventh Adventist church or the UCZ. They can be considered as sort of like a sect that has its own rules. You will dress in red gear and white. The Dorcas women from the Seventh Adventist Church, they have their own standards, dress either in white and blue. And also they may have other standards that they set that you cannot eat pork. You will worship on a particular day, either it's Friday or either it's Saturday. And then the, the United Methodist Church, they have their standards. They worship on a particular day, which is Sunday. So when you say a culture creates designs for living and provides a guide for living, that is exactly what it means. The churches that you belong to, they program your mind. They tell you what to do, when to do it, how to do it. So if you have to be a member of the seventh day as a Dorcas woman, you have to wear certain clothes. The UCZ, you wear certain clothes. That's what it means that they provide guides for living. The, the culture also provides a set of standards. No pork, no this, no that, this, no this, no this, no this. Those are standards that they uh, come with. Oh, that's, a, that's part of a church or part of a culture. So when we talk about culture, we have to understand that subconsciously our people are conditioned by what they subscribe to. If you belong to the, if you're a Christian, you have to subscribe to certain standards, certain values. You have to accept Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior. If you belong to the Islamic faith, you have to uh, accept that Jesus Christ is just a prophet, but Muhammad is a middleman. If you belong to the Hindu, they have their, uh, I think, uh, Hare Krishna. Uh, so if you look at the, uh, let's say, the, the Buddha, Buddha religion, uh, they have Buddha as their middleman. So each religion has their own rules and standards. So that's what we mean when we say a culture creates designs for living and provides a guide, and it also sets standards. A culture is a social heritage. It is something that can only exist in our minds. It is, in other words, if something does exist in minds, it's something that is ideological because it is represented in the mind. For instance, when you look outside your window, you don't see a community. What you see are houses. A community 
is simply in your mind. What you see outside the window are just homes. Maybe you might see somebody walking by, a car passing and things like that. But ideally, a culture influences how you behave, how you act, what you say, even the language. The English language that I'm using right now, it's a language for the English. If you go to France, the standard of communication or the mode is French. Spain, they use Spain because they create guides. This is what you subscribe to. For instance, let's take it down on a sort of like a, a micro, micro level. If you belong to an association, an association has got what they say membership fee. That's part of the guide for living and standards that they create. So when we talk of, in general, what we mean, an ideal community, I've sort of taken great pains to sort of compress so much information. So at least I think now it's beginning to sound to make some sense for most people. Because what you do on a daily basis, subconsciously, is influenced by your environment. So when we talk of an ideal Zambian community, we have to be deliberate by the traits, the characters, the people, the attitudes that we want. If you want somebody to go and study economics, you cannot focus the curriculum on the human anatomy because that's sort of a contradiction. It's good to learn about the human anatomy and all that stuff, but if you want to be a good economist, you have to understand how business, how markets work. That is a deliberate curriculum that the school or the university, the college, comes up with and say, if you have to be an a, a economist, you have to study these particular topics, subjects. If you have to be a doctor, you have to be good with human physiology and, and anatomy. So on the micro level, when we talk of an ideal Zambian community, we have to, first of all, ask the question, what type of community do we want? So when we figure out what type of community we want, we have to be deliberate in our approach, in our actions. So therefore, we have to have something similar to a curriculum. So if you want to become a good uh, economist, there are certain international markets, international trade, what is uh, sales, what is marketing, what accounting. Those are courses that align. You have to understand how the markets operate. And if you're a good doctor, you have to understand how the human body operates in different conditions, different temperature, different environments. When you understand the human uh, physiology, anatomy, and everything else that is out there to be studied on the human body, you become a good doctor because the curriculum is geared in such a way that it is deliberately uh, structured that topics follow a particular sequence and they're designed to sort of inculcate in your head everything that you need to know about the human body. So the same, in the same token, 
When we talk about an ideal Zambian community, regardless whether they are in the U.S., they are in Zambia, they are wherever they may be, what we are talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have to be deliberate in our approach. Just like a doctor cannot be focused on studying economics if he has to look at the brain waves, he has to focus his attention on the physiology, the neurons, the makeup of the brain, not focusing on international trade. So when we want an ideal Zambian community, we have to ask ourselves, what type of community do we want? Let me sort of break it down a little bit further. We look at the Indian community across the world, that these are people who are skilled in computers. They have great doctors. It's because they have a deliberate program to produce those results. You cannot be a good doctor and you are focused on economics. That's a contradiction. So when you have to come up with a proper ideal Zambian community, it has to be deliberately designed with the right ingredients. If you have to cook some shima, make sure you buy the right uh, millimeal. You to uh, uh, national meeting if you're in Zambia, get the right. I mean, I think there are different types of. I mean, uh, uh, people who are selling millimeal in Zambia, but. The point here is if you have to cook millimil, get unga. We call it unga. I don't know what the other people call it, but get some millimil, get some water. Of course, you have to have a pot. Warm up some water, pour a little bit of the, of the, uh, the millimil in a pot, and then sort of stir it up a little bit and give it some time. You have to be deliberate. You, can, you have to make sure that, that you warm the water in a certain way and you use a particular stick to cook. The same is true when we talk of the ideal Zambian community is we as the leaders or parents, because I think when I use the word leaders, most people will say, oh, me, I'm not a leader. No. Every person is, is a leader in, in, in some sense. If you are a parent, you are sort of uh, piloting your family, guiding, giving instruction and guidance from you want your family to grow up and do certain things and things like that. So in essence, you are a leader. You may not sort of think about it in those terms, but leading a family, it takes a leader. So when we talk about an ideal Zambian community, what we are talking about is we want an, a community that is going to help us. How do you get to that? You get to an ideal Zambian community by... First of all, defining what you want. If you have to build a house, make sure you have a design of a structure, a prototype of what you want. Then you can start buying the parts, get the uh, respective builders, and all those people are going to bring it to fruition. So you want to make sure that you have a prototype ahead of time. So an ideal Zambian community is a community that has the right people who look out for one another. That may not be the case in some cases right now because most people, when you talk to Zambians, they are only focused on themselves. No, I mean, that's, I think that's sort of the closest usually 
my bamba is terrible for those who know me. But you ask people, oh, Timanga Nyomba, hey, I'm building a house, I'm building a house. So building structures, it's not a bad idea. What type of structures are you creating in your community? Because you can have a beautiful structure building in Zambia, but the most important thing is you have to make sure that you have the right people to live in those environments, on those structures. This is why the good book talks about you cannot put old, new wine into an old wine skin. What does that mean? In simple terms, for our purposes here, it simply means when you have something going your way, you first have to empty out whatever is in a cup. Like if you have some juice in a cup, if you have to add something else, empty out what you have. Then you can pour the new drink into whatever container you have. So when we look at the community, you have to make sure that you clear up, explain to the people how they're supposed to behave, how they're supposed to act, what they're supposed to do. Just like I said, if you belong to the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church, they have guidelines. You cannot do this, 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 that. You are going to do this, 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 that. So it's the same thing. Creating an ideal community, you have to be deliberate. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Zanos Radio Show. This is a radio show that comes every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Today we are just talking in general what makes a good community. This is your host, Noan Drovo, broadcasting live from the great state of Indiana where the sun is shining. And I'm feeling good. At least the sun is shining. I'm feeling good. So culture influences you. Everything that you do right now, if, if you just look yourself in the mirror, 90% of what makes up you, it's something that has been gotten from the environment. Like the language that you speak right now, it was taught to you by somebody else. The clothes that you wear, part of the challenge that we have as Zambians, we want to imitate. We want to look like somebody else. One great thing that I like about the Nigerians or West Africans is that they are comfortable in their own skin. What does it mean to be comfortable in your own skin is you eat your own food. You are proud of your Yoruba, your Ibu. You are proud of your Nigerian food. You are proud of your Nigerian clothes. When you look at Nigerians, I mean, this, of course, there may be a, 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 a few bad ones in there, but on in general terms, you find that West Africans, they identify with their culture, their tradition, their way of life. They wear their clothes. They are proud of that. They are not running away from their culture. When you look at most Zambians, they'll say, oh, no, I don't want to associate with Zambians. That is a sign that there's something wrong with that person. Because in psychology, if you want to take my word for it or not, check into what is called the DSM, Diagnostic Statist Manual. That is sort of the Bible for all conditions doctors use. If they say somebody is 
uh, has got let's say COPD or somebody is diagnosed with a particular condition that is due to reference to the DSM that is sort of a Bible which has all the disorders why do they have a, a disorder book it's because if a person is diagnosed with let's say COPD in Zambia somebody is diagnosed with COPD in Cameroon in Australia, the standard has to be the same. If you meet certain criteria or threshold, then you say, oh, this person has got COPD, or this person is depressed, or this person is schizophrenic. It's because you meet the criteria, and there are people who create that book. It's called the DSM. Right now, I think they're on the DSM-6, Diagnostic Statistical Manual, Bible for Psychologists. It has it spells out whatever condition you can think of, it's in the book. So what are we trying to say today? Your culture influences what you think, what you say, what you do. If you belong to some strict uh, churches, especially here in Utah, they have the letter deck, what, the Mormons, the Mormons, I usually have a hard time pronouncing that word, they travel in pairs. They have a strict uh, culture that they subscribe to. You cannot do this, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. That is exactly what I meant when I said a culture creates designs for living because how you're going to conduct yourself is going to be programmed for you and say, hey, if you want to belong to this group, you have to do this. If you want to belong to Zen, you have to pay a membership, part of our culture. Now, we have people who want to belong and they want to oppose the, the state up rules or standards. If you belong to any group, if you want to come to America, you have to have a visa. Go and apply for a visa, follow what the State Department outlines. You cannot say, no, I'm human. Nah. I can do whatever I want. No, no, no. You have to follow what the standard is for the United States. Right now, we are dealing with COVID. COVID-19, there is there are two different companies right now. I think one is Madonna, and then the other one is Pfizer. These two companies, they have different rules. They have different standards for their vaccines. So... Pfizer cannot go to Madonna and say, hey, we have done the research. Therefore, you guys just do what you do. They have their own rules. They have their own standards that they follow. So when you belong to an association, when you belong to a group of people, each group of people got rules. Each family has got rules. Most of you are parents. You tell your kids, you cannot come here after 9 p.m. Some of you, it's 10 p.m. Some of you, is 11 p.m. Some of you, you cannot, if you, are, you have teenagers, you tell your teenagers, don't come back. If you, can, you can go out there, but you have to be back home by, let's say, midnight. Those are your rules. Those are your standards of, uh, that you have set across. Now, the problem with most Zambian communities is that they want to disobey the standards that are out there. They say, ah, no, this doesn't apply to me. That's mistake number two. You have to respect the laws 
the governing authorities that are in play or in place. You cannot belong to a group and do what you want to do. If the group says, if you have to belong to the uh, association of Zambians in the state of Illinois, you have to pay, let's say, $200. That's their standard. You have to respect that. If you have to belong to the Zambian Association of Indiana, the standards is you have to be a paid-up member, pay $100. You don't have to start fighting. Where is the money going? That's the standard. You don't go to the Seventh-day Adventist church and question them, why do you guys want to play on, pray on Saturday? Why can't you do it on Sunday? They have their own standard. You cannot walk into your neighbor's house and tell them, my kids report home at 9 p.m. Therefore, tell your daughters and your teenagers that the standard is 9 p.m. because that's what I do. No. Each house has their own rules. So follow the rules. One of the challenges that prevents Zambian people from not working as one, they do not want to follow the rules. They want the rules to conform to them, not them conforming to the rules. Challenge, challenge, challenge for Zambians. If we have to create an ideal community, we have to remember that we are representatives of the community. I have said this countless times. A family is an agent for a society. What that simply means is if you want a particular community to look a particular way, you have to be intentional. You have to be deliberate. That's why I said if you want to become a good doctor, you cannot focus on international trade. You have to dig the books, buy all the physiology, anatomy book that deals with the human body, the medication, pharmacology, that's going to train your mind to be oriented into that direction of how a doctor is supposed to behave. If you want to be a great economist, read up all the books you can on the markets, how the markets work, how business function, sales and marketing, international trade, accounting, how does that play in, finance. You cannot focus on finance and then say, no, I'm going to be a brain surgeon. That's a contradiction. So if we have to create an ideal Zambian community, we have to create the rules. This is what we want. This we do not want. We want our people to understand that if you have to belong to this group as a Zambian, you have to do A, B, C. If you have to start questioning why is the Seventh-day Adventist church going to church on a Saturday, then you have a problem. It's not in your place to question that. It's either you obey or you move away. don't have to question that. Right now, if you have to be a Republican, you can join the Republican Party. They have got their sort of standards. If you have to be a Democrat, you have standards that you have to follow. Now, Zambians, in most cases, tend to question, but why? No, 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 it's not a question to why. Why do I have to believe in Jesus? Oh, but if you have to belong, if you have to, belong to the Christian 
uh, Christian faith. That's part of the condition. You have to confess Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You cannot join the Christian faith and say, I'm going to bring Muhammad or Buddha, Hare Krishna. Say, no, no, but I, I like these guys too. No. That's sort of bleaching the line. So a great community has people who respect one another. A great community has people that obey the laid down rules, policies, and procedures. A great community has got people who love one another. When it says love one another, the Bible actually condenses all the Ten Commandments into two. Thou shalt love your God, thou shalt love yourself, thou shalt love yourself and your your neighbor. Those two commandments, love your God and your family, uh, your neighbor as yourself. Because when you have the right kind of love in your head, you are not going to do anything stupid to your neighbor. Therefore, if you love them as you love yourself, you're not going to kill someone. You're not going to steal someone. And if we elevate it a little bit, if you're in leadership, you are not going to be engaged in corruption and steal if you have the right kind of love. So some people have asked me, how do you tell who is the, if a person has the right kind of love? People who engage in corruption, they do not have the right kind of love in their hearts. This is why Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. So somebody wants to ask a question. Let me go ahead and open up the lines. At least we can have a little bit of a conversation with those who want to ask. So what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have admitted the mics for those who are online. What I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, if we have to create a, a better community for ourselves, as Zambians living in the diaspora, Zambians living in the United States or wherever we may have the condition is that we have to love one another because when you love one another truly and deeply you are not going to do anything foolish you're not going to steal you're not going to lie you're not going to rob anyone because you love them you see them as a reflection of you that's precisely why Jesus talks about you shall love your neighbor as yourself because when you love them and you are in a position of authority in government, you are not going to mismanage the funds. You are not going to be engaged into any corrupt practices because you see your constituents as yourself, as your family, as an extension of you. So this is why simply Jesus talks about love your neighbor as yourself because when you truly have that inculcated in your head, you are going to see everybody else as an extension of you. Therefore, you're not going to be inclined to do anything bad to them. That's how you start building a good community, an ideal community, a community that wants to help one another, a community that wants to be a shining example. You don't come and start questioning everything. Ah, oh, we in are we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. No, 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 no. 
You simply respect, obey the laws. If Zen has a constitution, what does the constitution say? You can't go there and start questioning. No, no, no. I cannot go, get up here and go and confront the Seventh-day Adventist followers and say, you guys, you are wrong. Why are you worshipping on Saturday? You are supposed to worship on Sunday. They have their doctrine. Their doctrine their, tells them this is what they are going to do. If you go to any church, most churches, they go to church on Sunday. That's what they choose to do. So the key thing is you have to obey. Can I get a witness here? Mr. Ndebele, I see you online. <laughs> Dorothy, I see you online. Yeah, I'm you here. Wanna and listening. Yeah. Yeah. So see, basically, we're just trying yeah. to create the stage. When we say we want a beautiful community, people have to obey the rules. Each group has the rules. A country has a constitution. I cannot go and force myself to enter into Spain and say, oh, no, I'm human. No, no, you're human, quite all right, but you have to obey the rules. If there's a fee associated with the visa to enter a particular country, you just follow what they tell you to do. So when we have to build, talking about a great community, that's we have to change the culture. Now, some people have asked a question like, when you talk of environment, let me try to break it down a little bit further on the environment. See, according to social learning theory, individual differences in behavior are due to the differences in experiences. The experiences that, for instance, most people say, what do you mean when you talk about experience? When you go to school, sitting in a classroom, subconsciously you are being indoctrinated. Your views on life are going to differ from somebody who has not been to school. That's according to social learning theory. You experiences, because right now I am sort of, most people are listening to me, you are experiencing different to some people's new information. I am getting into your head and trying to sound the alarm that you have to see, perceive, act, and look at things in a different mode. That is what it means when you say you have a different experience. So according to social, social learning theory, individual differences in behavior are due to the differences in experiences encountered in the course of growing up. When you grow up in a different environment, this is why most people say you can get a Zambian out of Zambia, bring them in the U.S., but you cannot get the Zambian mentality out of them. It's because the conditions under which you live, they are inculcated in your head and they are manifested in your personality. This is why when you look at some of us, of course, who have trained our eyes to see and not only to look, there's a difference to see and to look and I don't have time to get into that. You can see, oh, okay. A very good example is when you look into a microscope. Most of you have got eyes. You can see there are just some tiny dots floating there. But to a trained microbiologist or radiology, they will look at an X-ray and make out the image. Oh, this guy is broken rib one, two, three. 
to some of us, we can look at their x-ray the whole day, won't see anything. This is why there's a difference between looking and seeing. That is all influenced by how your mind has been organized. It's not just about having an acuity vision that you can see something. Sometimes something will, will be staring right in your face, but you can't see. There are different grades or shades of snow. We just had snow, was it, the other day. Some of you, you can go outside and look the whole day staring at the snow. You, you won't even see. Somebody will tell you, oh, no, this is a different grade from this one. You will be staring at the snow the whole day, but you won't even notice the difference. It's because your mind sees through your eyes. It's not just about acuity of your vision. You have to train your mind in such a way that is organized to perceive certain things. So I'm sort of running down on time here. I was going to get into what it means to, when we talk about negative hallucination and positive hallucination, maybe I can have a continuation of the show. So a negative hallucination this is some, what ties in with most of the Zambian community is that they are hallucinating. They have been hypnotized yes. by the system, and they don't know it. So it only takes a person with a trained eye to see. This is why I've told some people, I can look at the Chinese person, I can look at the, somebody from Korea, and look at somebody from Japan and be able to take tear them apart. Say, oh, this guy is from Japan. This is from China. This one is Korea. I can look at somebody from Rwanda and somebody from Burundi and tell, oh, these guys are different. Not everybody can do that. It's how you orient, how you train your mind. So when we're talking about a good, ideal Zambian community, it starts from our families. What are we doing to help the local associations or the communities to have an ideal community? What do we have to say? Because if we want an ideal community, we have to get on board. We have to respect the rules. We have to respect the policies that these associations, they have outlined out there. You cannot go to the seventh day and tell them you have to worship on Wednesday. They have their own system. Other churches, they don't eat certain type of meat. It's because that's how they want to live. So I think I'm getting a lot of interest from a lot of people wanting me to have a continuation of the show. We can have a continuation just so that I can answer some questions. But ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to sort of paint the picture. In order for us to have an ideal community, it is up to us as a people. We have to look ourselves in the mirror and be able to speak truth. Because when we have the right kind of love, we are going to create lovely environments, lovely communities, and that is exactly what some of us advocate for is that we want a lovely community. So ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Zanus Radio Show. We'll continue next week. So for now, we'll leave it at there as we close. We'll be
Oh, oh, oh. 